We want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded, and this area's original name is Nam. We pay respect to them and their elders, past, present and emerging. Oh, it's the little podcast, babe. I have just started listening to music. <laughs> hand a fluffer, like it's very specific. There's no reason you can't have a cult focused on garlic bread. Oh, with the boys. With, 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 you ate it. It tasted like you were eating poison. Yeah, you're right there, darling. First of all, that's not standard issue. Astronaut wear. Aren't you? Yeah, other people. I know what other people are, Annie. Oh, my God. Tuck it into your waistband. It can sometimes be seen at the top of the waistband being like... You would be the most annoying ghost. You know what? I'd like to be better at bringing my cat into work in a sneaky way. Chicken, where do you get your protein from? I don't even know why I call you my best friend. (laughs) You're listening to We Want To Be Better, the podcast about... (laughs) Wait, what's our podcast about? The podcast about being... It's better. It's an upskilling <laughs> po- comedy podcast. Isn't that what we were running? Okay. We need to write that down. Okay. So I'm Bianca Thompson. And I'm Annie Nolan. This is my voice. <laughs> this is mine. Okay, good. Right, we've done it. We've done it. Okay. So today we're talking about because I'm 30 now. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the 30s club. I've turned 30 on the weekend. You know, I feel feeling great. 30 yeah. and flirty. I, I, what, <laughs> are the, what are the terms that people use? Dirty 30? Dirty 30, yeah. Nah, nah. I, I feel like I'm more clean than ever with this COVID-19 stuff. Yeah, so it's definitely not a dirty 30. No. I feel, did you feel any sort of life crisis moment? What, turning 30? Yeah. No, because when I am about six months into an age, like six months off from an age, I just sort of round up. Yeah, so I feel like I've been thirty for I a while. I did the same. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm thirty. Like twenty nine yeah. feels like a lifetime ago, actually. Yeah. So, was there a point in your twenties where you had a little bit of a breakdown? What what age was the hardest that hit you? Oh, none really. I remember lying on my couch and crying when I turned twenty six because I was like, I am in my late twenties, and I have. Only, I was going to say nothing to show for it, but I was like, I have three kids, but I just remember thinking. So nothing, yeah, I'd done, pretty much. (laughs) I remember thinking I had not done anything that I had wanted to do in in my sort of like dreams wise. Mm. Little did I know I still had time. Oh yeah, there's so much time. You do feel like you're running out of time. I blame, I personally blame the young and the restless. Because it's sound, sound, like sands through the The hourglass. These are the days of our lives. Oh, no, the days of our lives, not young and the restless. Yeah, days Sorry. of our lives. Honestly. But, yeah, no, I, I haven't really had that moment of thinking I'm running out of time. Although I will say I do worry because we live in a society that reveres the youth that there are certain things that I probably won't be able to do now that I'm 30. Like what? Have a decent TikTok. <laughs> Maybe. Probably, you know, I guess modelling's off the cards. I know. I don't know. It's <laughs> like, like oh, I was so close to becoming a model. <laughs> oh, I miss my professional sporting career. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. I'm never going to be a professional. We've still got bowls, all right? We could still go to the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could become a professional dart player. There's nothing holding there, me back from that. There is this process that you go through because when you're young, you're like, oh, God, I've slinked on all the time in the world and then 
you start find out like successful people are your age, you're like, oh, wait, mm. hold on. You know, for example, Kylie Jenner's billionaire. Oh God, I'm older than her. Blah, 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 blah. And then you get to 30 and you're like, hold on, there are so many successful people now. Mm. It's not like an anomaly to be really successful. <laughs> no, there's no time limit. What yeah. what timer am I putting on my life that I'm stressing about not having things? Well, done? I always think of Colonel Sanders, like the KFC guy. No, he I know. I, 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 I do not need you <laughs> to tell me who Colonel Sanders is. Well. I am well aware of who Colonel Sanders is. I'm actually offended that you had to stipulate that. I do you know what? I'm surprised I even knew his name. So I was stipulating it because I think I would have needed that if you had said it. <laughs> so uh, he like made it in his 80s or something. The only issue is though, making it in your 80s, you just don't have much time to really enjoy. It. Yeah, you can't revel in it. No. But let's say he is very recognizable, isn't he? Really? Yeah, timeless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so today this episode, this episode because we did do an episode like this called "Dear Teenage Me," which people still Bloody go ate on it about. Up. Yeah, they ate that shit right, right up from the palm of our hands. <laughs> Look at us, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> so we're gonna do an episode about what we would say to our. 20-year-old self and, you know, for other 20-year-olds to hear it, I do feel a bit of a fraud because I have only just joined the 30 Club and already I'm like, fucking people in your 20s, you've got to listen to your elders. This is what <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to live your life. But that's the way that things roll, isn't it? you always got to respect your elders. Yeah, well, and that's give true. advice to the youth. Because you don't become a woman that asks to speak to the manager when you're 18. No, no. You ta- it takes years. You're the, of the you. poor. You're the poor person that is standing at that counter, <laughs> yeah. that, and they're asking for the manager, and you have to go get the fucking manager. Yeah. It That's takes you at least another twenty five years to get a bad haircut and start asking to speak to the manager. Although you do bleach your hair in your twenties, let's. 100%. That's one of my points, actually. Straight up, do not spend your money on at home hair bleaching. Because you're going to fuck it up and have to go and pay for the hairdresser to fix it anyway. So just do not bleach your hair at home. I melted my hair off and um, I learnt that lesson really early. Have you ever seen Liam's driver's license? Why does he got blonde hair? Yeah, he bleached his hair. (gasps) Liam used to have bleached hair. Do you know actually who also used to have bleached hair? down here. Yeah. What? Palmer. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Had bleached hair. And I will tell you, those photos are shocking. Liam had a bleached blonde mullet style. Okay, that's kind of cool, actually. But I've learned, what I learned in my 20s was I'm not a blonde. I'm never going to be a blonde. So just, you don't need to be a blonde. I'm the opposite and I'm pretty blonde, but I just want to go a few shades blonder. And I always at home die. Controversial. It's fine to dye your hair at home, but yeah. just don't be bleaching it at home is my thing. Yeah, no straight bleach on do it. Do not be bleaching yeah. it at home. It's just never going to work. You're never going to do it right. Just see a professional. That's why they do exist. Do you want to know something funny that I did the other day? I accidentally shaved off a little bit of my hair because I was grooming one of the dogs and I just, you know, I get distracted. And I, this non-touching your face stuff, I'm not very good at it. And I lent against oh, my Annie. hand and I had the shaver in my hand and I oh. shaved a little bit of my hair off. Oh, oh Annie. It's like, remember the time when I had, um, what's the stuff that burns the hairs off your legs? There. Yeah, I, mum <laughs> used to give me all these old products of hers. 
<laughs> and she's like, I'm throwing all this stuff out, take it. And I'm like, okay. So I took it, never done it before, did it, put it on. And then I had the gloves still on and I leant my head against my hand and I put the nair on my actual skull. Turns out it actually burns the hairs off on your skull too. Yeah, I actually do know that someone someone was using it. They thought it was a gel or something, like a leave-in conditioner treatment. Oh and they my put it in their God. hair. Yeah. Well, I know what it did to me. I had a big bald patch. I had to wear a ponytail <laughs> for so long. I looked like, you know, like a fryer tuck. It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's one thing we've learned in our 20s. Hair's going to be an issue. It has an issue. But you know what? It goes back and you you get over it. So yep. whatever. I'm going to start with self-worth. Let's start with self-worth. That's yep. the first area of expertise that we're going to give you because yep. we've got so much self-worth. Yeah, so much. <laughs> so I think that this is the decade that is full of pressures to tick boxes. You'll realise that it actually doesn't matter, but mm. you'll feel go to uni, tick, find a lover before you're 23, tick, get married, tick, have a first baby, tick, establish a career, tick. It's all bullshit. I just want to jump in quickly. I'm really against the term lover. Oh. Find a lover. No I did it. Okay. Well, I'm showing my age. Okay. Good. Lover. Lover. Yeah. I've never referred. This is my lover. <laughs> no, no, no one does that. But yeah, I do know what you mean. You mean find a serious partner. Is that what you meant? Yeah, or you just meant someone to fuck? Because like- I feel like a lover is someone that you just is a sexual relationship. Because that's what the lover part is. I don't know. I actually don't I know. That's why that I don't like it. I just, I, you just make me question myself and I then have so many doubts. I don't know, but you know what I'm trying to say. I do know what you mean. Yes, you feel there. like it's all these like milestones mm-hmm. and I have I, maybe I know a couple of people that have done it, right? And they actually have set their goals and achieved them. And I just think, nah, it looks fucking boring. One, mm-hmm. two, I bet you they're miserable. Like they might not be. They mm-hmm. very well might not be. But that's not how it goes for most people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just like some people know what they want to do and they're doing it and that's so great. Yeah. But you might not. So just chill. You know, you don't have to do everything all at once. No. Yeah. No, I agree. My second point was you're going to be at your most reckless like ever in your life. This is the decade mm. where you are at your most reckless. Yeah, yeah. Because there is this lethal combination of okay you've most likely just moved out of home for the first time so you've got that taste of real freedom yeah you want to break free you want to break oh yeah you want to do an Ariana Grande yeah Mm. I was gonna say Freddie Mercury but as a teen you were immature and -hmm. reckless but now you're in your 20s you're still fucking immature you don't realize it Mm -hmm. but like you are but however you want to you can drive a car you have money to spend on drugs and alcohol you can buy whatever the fuck you want i personally bought a ferret you'll sleep around just you know? because yeah you, you will you just will yeah, but, well absolutely. also because when you're a teenager you think that like uh you really romanticize sex every time you hook up with someone it's like mean something and it's a boyfriend we're going to be together forever blah, blah, blah. and then you get your 20s and you're like I just want to fuck everything but also as well I think in high school you have this sort of pressure of oh I might get a reputation yeah in your 20s you're like oh you don't give a fuck about that <laughs> <laughs> you don't so, care 
and you know what? You shouldn't care in your teens either. Mm. But I'm saying there's no high school and there's no none of that high school gossip. No. Of people talking about you. No. You're free to do as you will. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. you are definitely at your most reckless, I would say. Oh, yeah. You've also time. got like no real responsibilities, like dependence or anything like that. Although, I mean, I you did, did pretty, yeah, you'd pretty early on. But uh, <laughs> you had like one year. I had one year of my 20s without <laughs> dependence, but whatever. Um, you know, I think like it is the time when you're, mo- you're at your most reckless. Mm-hmm. And so. I, you know, for the most of it, go with it, enjoy it. But also just remember that just because you can doesn't mean you should. And also I hate using the term peer pressure, but it does exist, but also don't give a fuck about it. You know, just it's, you think that peer pressure doesn't exist, but it does. And it's so stupid, but yeah, it's actually fine to not take drugs if you don't want to. Yeah. I, I feel that's well, so silly see, to have to drugs stipulate. Drugs is like – I think that dr- that drugs is a massive thing in the 20s because you – maybe for like a few people in teen – when you're a teenager, like drinking, obviously you're like everyone drinks. Mm. And you think, okay, people take drugs, but like not everyone takes drugs. And then you turn – like you get into your twenties, everyone like, does. Drugs. Holy fucking shit! No, everyone does drugs. Like, I don't know where they're getting the funds for cocaine, but apparently they're doing it somehow. Yeah, and the thing is, you'll do it, mm-hmm. and you'll realize that you don't die. That it was like whoa for me. Mm-hmm. I as a teenager, every drug education I had, it was like you take it once and you just don't know how it's going to affect you. You could turn into a schizophrenic or you're going to end up being an addict or you're going to end up on the streets or you're going to just have a heart attack and die. And it was so extreme that when you take the drugs and you realise, oh shit, actually it makes me feel really good, then you just don't believe anything that you've been told. Like I found like I was so distrusting then of everything that I had been told about stuff. Like obviously people were telling me that because they really cared that taking drugs actually does have an impact on you. Mm-hmm. Like that is – Yeah, that it is, does. That is a, like a really <laughs> – But that's the thing. You don't realise that until you're later in your 20s. And like, it doesn't – exactly. It, it doesn't, doesn't initially. Yeah, it won't at first. Initially you're like this is fine yeah. and everything I've been told is an absolute fucking lie. And that's where I get frustrated that there's no balance with the education that we give kids about drugs and stuff. The first time you do it, you might not have it come down. So you'll be like, oh, actually, I go really well with drugs. They yeah. don't affect me whatsoever. I just and you have become a good time. quite the drug little connoisseur. But You're like, then, oh, I don't like these drugs, but I do like these drugs. And But then know. what happens is by the time that you do start getting come downs because you get a little bit older – you're too deep in the habit and it's harder to quit. So that's why you don't do it in the first place. But my point is, but, is And that you're always chasing, like you might have had like one really good experience or something and you're always chasing that one time that you did it and it was like fucking amazing. And it'll never be that time. That's it. And just r- remember that time. That was your time. You'll never get that time Once again. Once you have one bad time with that drug – that's what you're going to get next time you do it and every time that you do it, pretty much. So once the good times are over, it's done, babe. I took drugs once and... Um, just the once. Uh, just the once. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, fucking bitch. I, I took drugs once and I spent the entire evening trying to make myself pee. My entire downstairs area just totally sh- shut off. I just could not pee. Like, that's not fucking enjoyable. No. It's not enjoyable. And that's my thing about peer pressure is that if you know you don't like it, just say you don't want it. And that's totally fine. 
Yeah, it takes it actually takes some maturity to realize, oh, okay, you know, I have something on the next day that I really want to go and do. <laughs> I want to be productive. It is a lot like our drinking thing. I know that like lots of people say take marijuana like medicinally and stuff like that. This is where there is so much nuance around drugs. Like I understand that it has like actual benefits for certain people. I know that some people microdose LSD and it fucking is great for their lives. Pretty much everything you've been told about drugs, you're just fucking throw it out that we know you're going to learn a lot in your twenties about it and you're going to realize that it's fucking everywhere. Yeah, it is everywhere. Um, But the bottom line is please just stay safe and maybe talk to your friends and stuff about it. Pretty open dialogue actually helps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. We really start, stayed with drugs for quite a while. Okay. I did not well, I think it's a massive theme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next thing that I want to say is see a therapist. Just yeah. do it. You might think that you don't need to see a therapist because mm. you feel fine. I'm telling you to see a therapist. Preemptively see a therapist mm. because you will find out things about yourself that you didn't necessarily know. And also it's just really good to have someone that understands you and understands what you're going through. Particularly because your 20s can be a time where you are fretting that you haven't ticked the boxes. And sometimes you don't want to talk to your friends about that. So having a therapist is really helpful. I've only just started seeing a therapist and I just wish I'd done it sooner. Yeah, uh, particularly for you because you've probably looked around you and you're like, I am certainly not that fucked up. Like most people (laughs) around you have had really bad mental health and so you have gone, well, that's a thing that they do. That's a thing for their health or whatever. Mm. But actually, instead of treating it like a tablet that helps your headache or whatever, like the cure, mm-hmm. it's Take actually it prev- yeah, it's like going for a run. It's you actually have to yeah do it preemptively. And and the thing is as well, say for example, people that used to go for runs, right? They've got really good lungs. So now that COVID's come along, they're probably going to be able to handle it a lot better. Same thing for therapy. You don't know what's around the corner. So if you can start focusing on yourself and learning what makes you tick and learning how you react to things and having all of this stuff in your back pocket to help you in a crisis because you don't know when it's going to happen is a fucking fail safe. Ready? That was really good. Mm-hmm. I wish I had heard that one. <laughs> that was so good, B. That was so good. Yeah, well, I'm 30 now, so I've got a lot of wise experience You're to so share clever. with the 20-year-olds. Two things really quickly from me is you're still programmed to compare yourself to others because you just went through high school and everything about you was picked apart from what you wore to what group you were in and your self-worth was all put on comparing yourself to others and you got to the end of year 12 and they gave you a score and apparently that tells you how smart you are. All of that is bullshit and you actually have to undo that. So things like social media and everything like that and where people are, also because we've if you can remember the, our first point, which was it's full of ticking boxes, mm-hmm. you will constantly compare yourself. Oh, that person's had a baby. That person's bought a house. It's all shit. You're on your own path. Like just don't worry about it. Try and keep a little bit of blinkers on, mm-hmm. on your, so that you're not looking around at everyone else and realise that where you struggle actually might be your strength. If you can turn that around and make your weaknesses into your strengths, then you will be better for it. I always think, look at the awkward and dorky comedians, for example, who would have like, you know, maybe had not much self-confidence when they were at school or whatever, and then they've turned, they, what? are you talking about Oh, yourself? God, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> awkward 
Comedians. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward and talky. I'm just trying to... Speaking from experience. Okay. Look, this is just self-reflection. <laughs> but yes, I do know what you mean. And also my other point is that you're going to feel lost, right? Mm. So again, therapy is definitely going to help, but everyone in their 20s is lost. Well, very few aren't. And personally for me, it wasn't until I was getting closer to 30 before I even realised the general direction that I wanted to take my life. So I think that setting yourself small goals rather than like humongous life plans is much better. There's going to be lots of roadblocks. For example, like you're going to have lack of money and not getting the job you want and say starting courses that you don't like. Yeah, no. (laughs) You just have to be flexible. Life, Life is very much like Google Maps, right? You've got it written down there, but you can still sometimes get lost. So just because <laughs> I'm bored now. So just because other people are on a certain path and you're like, well, I'm going to go by that map. It, it, the map, no, everyone's got different places to go. And another thing about comparing yourself is that you also don't know what people are actually experiencing. So I sometimes will see things that my friends are doing and think, oh, you know, that's so nice. Like, I wish I had a little bit of that, right? And I might be jealous of their life for like a little hot minute, but they might also think that way about me. And no one is thinking that they are perfect and and that they have the perfect life, but you might be envious of someone for a little bit, but they might actually also be envious of you. You've got to remember that. So don't be comparing yourself to other people. It just doesn't serve you. Mm. And there's no such thing as overnight success. That's the thing. You might see someone and think, oh, they've made it overnight. Like, it's never going to happen for me. Don't be doing that. There's no such thing as overnight success because Mm -hmm. you don't see all of the struggle. You just see the success. So, yeah, don't be doing that. Totally. Let's move on to relationships. Oh, Let's get to relationships because we've done yourself. Okay. (laughs) We've done yourself. Also, you're going to learn to masturbate. In your twenties, it's I like mean, so good. If we've, we've just got to like, we have an episode on masturbation. Yeah, I suggest you can go, you go back, back and listen to it. Yeah. Like, yeah, Absolutely. both of our mothers have just started getting to masturbation. I probably shouldn't have brought that up. No, I mean, my mum's been masturbating for a while, but I think she's only just gotten to sexting. But uh, she, which is she, funny because she's going on about how great sexting is, and I'm like, yeah, sexting is good, particularly now because it's all talk, no action. Mm. The problem with sexting is that sometimes you'll say things that are really filthy, which you have no intention of actually doing. And you're but actually then they'll like, pop over and you're like, oh, oh fuck. Yeah, oh, but they yeah. can't pop over now, so you can say whatever you want. Yeah, it's, but still, it, there will be a day where we, it, all everything opens up. It's going to be really bad for yeah, well, those people. Your legs aren't opening up, but are they? But the point is, is that in the 20s, I don't think our mothers lived like we're giving advice to. I think that our mothers should have heard this podcast. Way I think back in our the day. mothers had very different lives, Annie. My mum was not in the same boat as your mum. <laughs> she was Miss Yugoslavia living a pop star lifestyle in a different country. I think she did live her 20s. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> my mother was like <laughs> raising children. Okay. okay yeah. Relationships. Let's move on to relationships. So, first thing I want to just say with relationships is be obsessed with yourself. Okay. You're the one constant person that is going to be in your life forever. So really focus on what you want and liking yourself instead of looking outwards for other people to fill those holes. I think that is so important. And your 20s, you really don't have (laughs) – 
I'm not speaking about my own personal experience, mm. but you really, generally speaking, don't have any dependence. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, not so that's about yourself. no, because I had <laughs> yeah. one year of that. But you, mm. this is a time to really focus on who you are. It's an amazing time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I've put down for relationships. Please experience share housing. I know that you don't agree with me, but I think it's such an important <laughs> life lesson. It'll teach you so much and you will look back on it with fondness, even though you will vouch to never, ever, ever <laughs> want to share house with anyone ever again. Yeah. My advice is experience share housing, but don't sign anything and oh, don't okay. make promises so you can leave immediately yeah, because right. you'll fucking want to. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. My second point is learn to say no with confidence. Oh yeah. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Third one is make the most of your youth. So I swear that people that don't have fun in their 20s are the ones that end up having more extreme midlife crises. This is a really fun time. Mm-hmm. You know, we were saying before, like, be safe and stuff. But God, have a really, really yeah. good time. I also just threw in the point, though, just be wary of older people that want to fuck you. Yeah, that's now, an interesting one. That I see that you have put that there. It's, look, it's quite specific. <laughs> um, and when I showed you this, you uh, probably were just like, what? Okay, so my point is it's okay to find love with big age gaps. That's absolutely no worries. Yeah, like, of I've got no We're issues not here with that. to judge, no. And, like, you know, you can be a really wise 20-year-old. You can. I'm not saying you can't. And you can have had life experiences that puts you in a different space to other people. However, mm-hmm. generally speaking, your lack of life experience is actually easy prey for older creeps. Yeah, yeah. Particularly if you're combining the drug habit with that. Absolutely. There are older drug dealers that oh are going to try to Honestly writing my biography right now. <laughs> it's an issue. Okay, just be yeah. aware of it. You might feel that this doesn't apply to you. You might feel that you're the ex- – I remember feeling that I was the exception to the rule. I remember that feeling. I was like, but I'm a really smart <laughs> I'm quite wise for my age. That's why he likes me. And I used to think, oh, I date older people because – I'm just, you know, people... Guys my guys age are just not mature. Oh, they're just not mature, which is kind <laughs> which of true, is true as well. Which is true. I'm not here to deny <laughs> which that. Which is true as well. But just be just be aware, yeah, I reckon. No, yeah, that's an that's a excellent point. Excellent. But at the same time, don't be afraid to fuck someone that is old. Go, you know what? Make your choices. Yeah. But yeah, you just might be it's persuaded. Just about, yeah. No, manipulated. You know what? Yeah, just manipulate back. <laughs> yeah, manipulate back. That's great. Yeah, 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 great. My other point here is don't make excuses. Mm-hmm. Just apologise. That was a absolute groundbreaking moment for me. So immature people don't take responsibility for their actions. Yeah. It's quite simple. And grown-ups take responsibility for their mistakes. And I think you just need to learn to say sorry and apologise sincerely. Mm-hmm. I remember... You know, when you're young, you just always constantly feel that you have to justify yourself and you feel embarrassed if you get things wrong or you fuck up or you say the wrong thing or you were a bit of a shit in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you realize- So you attack outward. You attack and you need to really fast, in whether it's with personal mm-hmm. relationships or career or whatever it is, just the quicker you own up, to mistakes and acknowledge that you're human. Mm-hmm. You'll also treat people that way as well. Yeah. If they make mistakes in your life, you are so much more forgiving. But it takes a lot and you will learn it in your 20s. My thing is don't cry over someone that doesn't want you. Mm-hmm. So 
if you've been ghosted, fuck them. They don't. They're not worth your time, babe. Yeah. You want someone that wants you back. Why? What bother with someone? If someone doesn't want you, they're obviously stupid. So why are you crying over them? But at the same time, in the same thing, I guess about don't make excuses. Don't ghost other people because you know how shit it feels. So just uh, you know that was like me constantly. Though. Yeah, but that's the thing. Just be honest and just don't do the ghosting because it's just. We need to stop yeah, doing that. Yeah, um, yeah. Another thing is don't waste time with people you don't like. So if you have friends or a group of friends that you don't really like spending time with them but you do it for to keep up appearances, whatever, fuck that. No, yeah. don't waste your time with people you don't want to. Be around people that you enjoy being around. I mean, that seems so simple, doesn't mm. it? But at the same time, you do realise how much you hand over to other people and it's just not worth it. Totally. Another point I have is don't get married. <laughs> Controversial, sure. <laughs> That's, I mean, and don't, I'm oh, not here no. to say anything bad about <laughs> marriage, but at the same time, just don't. I like, let's as a society agree that we're just not going to get married anymore. That's what I say. Let's just, it's not worth it. Everyone's like, why did I do this? There was this big expensive wedding and for all for what, right? Like why do we, you, let's just not do it. Oh, look, I don't regret it at the moment, but come to me in 10 years. It's I'm not a matter like, of regret. I just think it's so dumb. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you know, marriage is the sort of thing where you, you're like, oh, you know, I'm going to do it and it's going to be it's going to be great. And then you do it and you're like, well, that was kind of just dumb, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, for me, it was like no different. Like I already had kids. And so yeah. I remember getting married and thinking, oh, yeah, well, look, it's that's not the thing. That different. I, the thing is to me is it's like while people are still agreeing to do it, while people are doing it, then other people are going to want to do it because you feel when you're in a relationship, if you haven't made that leap, then you're not proving to that person that you love them and you're not making that commitment to one another. But that's because other people are doing it. So right. it looks like you're not doing it. But if we all just said, let's not do it, mm. then there is no pressure to make this stupid commitment. I just think. Like, not speaking from experience, but speaking from experience, just don't bother with it. It's just such a waste of everyone's time, money and effort, in my opinion. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, no, I, I actually do understand what you're saying. I really do. For me personally, like, I think uh, just to add some balance, my I think my wedding day was there with one of the happiest days of my life Mm. and it was lots of fun and particularly because at the start of my 20s I had like a lot of tragedy I felt like I was going to like funerals and stuff and so it was really nice to have all these people finally together to celebrate a nice thing and it is the cliche but it was that one time in my life where everyone sort of I loved was in the one room except you went there I wasn't sorry But I did really like it. At the same time, I can certainly understand that making really big decisions that are like life-changing in your 20s is quite a big deal. I can understand that probably less so with marriage, but certainly with children. There are lots of people that say like, I've done it the right way and stuff like you have heaps more energy and it, but it was a real struggle. It was actually quite hard having three kids by the time I was 23 and I feel like I definitely gave up like once you've got kids 
Once you've got kids, they're there for life. I don't care that, you know, people go, oh, but they'll grow up and move out and stuff. But that's it. Like for the rest of your life, you worry about someone else. For the rest of your life, right? Until 18, I'm on the hook. And it's like, I don't stop being a mother. You're on the hook forever. Yeah, exactly. We've got you for life, girl. Don't you worry. Exactly. And the bloody anxiety that children bring. Like it's just, you know, Mm -hmm. it is that cliche of like your heart is walking around outside of your body and all that sort of stuff. fucking terrifying. Yeah, it is. You're so vulnerable. But- if I could tell myself back then, so I would still probably do it. I, I There is a part of me, controversially, because I, I think that a lot of people that have children when they're really young are sort of forced to say that they don't regret it, right? They go, oh, no, you know, because they – somehow they think that people are saying, do you regret having your children? I don't regret having Malachi, Delphi and Cheska. I love them. Do I regret having them at the age that I had them? Yeah, probably. I probably wouldn't want that for them. It was really, really hard to watch my friends all go off and like live their lives and have heaps of fun and you know, I couldn't go to anything for a really long time. I couldn't go overseas and stuff. I know that sounds first word problems, but it was quite hard. And I felt really lonely because you at were the that only time, one. I was, I really, I mean, I ended up making friends later, but I was, I was really the only one, especially at that starting age point. I, my friends are having kids now, but they're sort of able to have kids together. I didn't have anyone having kids with me and it was so fucking lonely but if I could go back and tell myself, obviously, I would I would wish that I could push it out and have had them later in life because a lot of things would have been made easier. Mostly, I think, on my relationship. I think my relationship, I would have been less resentful because Liam still got to go off and play football and have his career and everything. And I was obviously the um, Your life primary care. Uh, my yeah. life was put on hold. Yeah. And then when I, my life was finally not put on hold, I was sort of like fighting against the balancing act of having kids as well. So I wanted to go off and have an education. Oh, but hey, you've got to do it in this time and this time because you've got to pick them up from kinder. It's not, it's not, I don't care what anyone says, it's not easy. So I probably would have put them off later. But if I could go back and talk to myself back then, I would say that it does get easier. It's always going to be hard Mm. with them, but they do get to a point where they are old enough to make themselves breakfast and things like that. And you will finally get life back and you will get things on a track. Because I feel like my identity was completely taken from me. Until a pandemic comes through. I mean, fucking. And then you're back to square one. But But I I thought that I was never going to have my identity. I thought that I was forever just going to be their mother or Liam's wife. Never, ever Annie, just who I am. Mm. But actually, I... You just needed to take it a little bit easier on myself and let time show me in the end that I had the confidence to be myself and that I could still do it. But it was really, it was quite hard. Mm. Uh, that was really nice. Thank uh, you for oh, being sorry. so honest. <laughs> no, thank you. Because really? I, I agree. I think that people, it's hard when it comes to kids because, yeah, I, well, I don't have kids, but I remember reading this article about someone that was saying she does regret having children and she's like, and you cannot talk to anyone about mm. that because people look at you like you're an unloving mother or that you're yeah. horrible. And she's like, we don't have these real conversations yeah. uh, in the real world about it. And I would say the same thing about marriage is that people don't talk about it when they're married because they don't want people to think that they're having a bad marriage and they'll only tell you when they've been divorced that mm. marriage isn't a good idea and they're only and then you're like well you're, you're bitter you're, you're yeah, bitter, yeah. I, but i'm telling you 
if I could go back, I know that I wouldn't listen to myself, but I would probably just be like, don't do it. Mm. It's just, yeah, it's just this, I just wish that we as a society didn't put so much pressure on people or make marriage this thing that we really revere Mm. and, you know, oh, you're going to grow up and get married and have babies. Like, I just really wish that we didn't care about it as much because I think that people wouldn't do it as much, but we do feel a pressure to do it. And I just wish that I didn't buy into it because the actual institution of marriage, I kind of think it's bullshit and I just think it's this weird, stupid tradition that we have for that I have like I have fucking bought into it myself. But yeah, I would just say yeah. don't worry about it. And you can still be with that person forever. And I know, and this is the thing, like even saying it, like, yeah, you can be with them forever, I still feel like, oh, but it's not proper until you actually get married and that's so stupid we need to break that fucking thing down of like you can spend 20 years with someone and not get married it doesn't make their relationship any less yeah yeah that's my point I like that that's good the last one for relationships is that we've done a podcast on this but you and your friends are going to change right Mm -hmm. in your 20s you begin to decide who you want to be and so do your friends sometimes you're going in the same direction and sometimes you're not and that's just fine we did a podcast called fading friendships and that was because I learned in my 20s that friendships do fade out Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day most friendships are actually not built to last a lifetime they're just there to be a really important thing at that time in your life don't except for us to Harling yeah I know I I sort of said that (laughs) and was looking at you just because you're my podcast partner we're for a lifetime yeah that's it but you know lots of them doesn't mean that they're not valuable they are super valuable but for that point in your life they are actually shaping you as you are they are getting you through that certain life stage and they're having fun with you but it does feel really earth shaking when you realize like okay well we're growing apart now and it, especially in high school yeah, and um in the point. younger years because everything's artificial so if you sort of had a a moment where you sort of weren't hanging out anymore you were still forced to be in a class together every day and see each other every day so you would rekindle and go back and you would sort of fluctuate between intense friendship and just friendship but when no one's there to put you in a room together or to invite you to the same party, whatever, in your 20s, you will fade. They will fade yeah. out. And, and as fizzle. well, remember when you're in high school, that's pretty much your only form of socialising. Like you're not mm. actually out in the real world. And so you might be friends with someone because, yeah, you've been around each other and that was the person that you got along with best in that scenario. But when you're older yeah. and you are free to go wherever the fuck you feel like, you might find people that are more your people. Yeah. And that's okay that you're not friends with everyone you were in high school. You don't have to have had history with everyone. Just And just because you've got history doesn't mean that you've yes. got to keep it going, keep it going. No, like you don't silly. have to keep the fire burning. Also, kind of like, you know, that show, he's just not that into you. Sometimes you actually have to take that message with your friends. If they aren't prioritising you, you've got to not prioritise yeah. them either. And that like, sounds fucking bad. I'm probably going to lose heaps of friends here because I'm the worst at writing back to text yeah. messages. We talk about this all the time. That's actually not how I feel about a lot of my friends. But truly, you should just take it upon yourself to have a little bit of self-worth and go, okay, I'm okay. That's all right. Mm. That doesn't mean that they're a bad person. That doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. That doesn't mean that if we're in a room together, we have to hate each other. No. Mm -hmm. We can both love each other and realise our lives are going in separate directions. All right, let's move on to something that I have personally struggled with all through my 20s, which I mean, I needed help with. There's very few 20-year-olds that kind of haven't. Unless you're... 
a professional athlete, like a footballer or something that's making it to the top dollar. Even then you don't well, know what to do with your money, do you? So oh, you blow so the money. Because I was just about to qualify that by like excluding Liam. Like, like everyone thought that we had all of this money because he played football. And I was like, fucking, if only you knew. Mm. If only you knew. But you're right. Then they just go and spend it. There was actually so many footballers that – would blow it in their 20s because they're 20s. Yeah. They're in their 20s. That's it. They would just absolutely blow it so and <laughs> they'd get to their 30s and they have nothing to show for it. So yeah. you're right, every 20-year-old. First things first, never under any circumstances for any reason, do not ever get a credit card, ever. Just don't do it. It's so stupid. It's not in case of emergencies, not for anything, don't get a credit card. Yeah. So like, I think that my main thing is it is actually okay to be broke but don't rack up debt like broke and debt are two different things it's okay to spend every single penny you have on something really silly that's fine and then have to live off cornflakes for a week okay that's that's what you do in your 20s but don't go and make it hard for future you that's no? it. Because the thing is with a credit card, banks are going to just hand them out to you willy-nilly. And you might think, I better just get one just for in cases. But what's an in case? You're, you're 20. You might mm. see a sale that you really want something from and you don't have the money for it. Oh, but I'll just put it on the credit card. And then, yeah. you know, it's really easy to max out a credit card. It's incredibly hard to pay that credit card back. So don't ever get a credit card. I have three credit cards that I'm paying off. So Can I tell you a little something? Mm. Never had a credit card in my life. Yeah, smart girl. I know. I know. I actually did get that little bit of wisdom from my parents. I like, just don't do it. And I didn't. Unfortunately, I did go through a really – when I was about 20, I went through a phase where I was just so struggling. I was <laughs> – I mean, I look back and I think, how did I even get by? But it was – I don't know. Well, that's I, the I thing. I think the thing is, it's like, okay, you can deal with that. I mean, somewhat you can deal with that. And we're lucky enough to live in a country where it, it kind of can look after you, right? Mm-hmm. So there is things like Centrelink and stuff here that I was fortunate enough to have. Um, still fucking not enough. No. Not near enough to survive, but it was something. But the thing is, when I was able to get a credit card, because back then I actually couldn't get a credit card because they wouldn't even allow me because you've got to have proof of spending and stuff and I had nothing. When I finally was able to get a credit card, it doesn't pay off. So like the thing that you want that you're going to go into debt for, okay, think of that as unhappiness offset, right? For the anxiety offset of being kept up at night knowing that you have debt it just doesn't fucking, the happiness doesn't outweigh the stress and that stress carries on with you. Mm-hmm. That happiness is so temporary. You wear that dress maybe like once, twice, three times compared to the anxiety that you get. I don't oh. know anyone, anyone that has a credit card, if you said, what did you spend the money on? They don't know. You have no idea what you spent the money on. You just know that now you have to pay all this money back. It's just not worth it. Don't do it. I've cut up on my credit cards and I am paying them off. But my, yeah, my advice is learn how to handle your finances because you don't know how to. You're not taught that. And that's something that it does take quite a while to do. Some people still don't know how to do it. I had to teach myself how to do it. I'm still learning. Mm, I am absolutely. honestly still learning. I'm at the moment in the process of registering for GST. I don't know. Like I'm, a, I'm 30 and I still really 
it's so it feels money feels so embarrassing we did that podcast on superannuation and how uncomfortable it is to talk about money and not knowing what you're doing and stuff it is really uncomfortable but that's okay that's why the industry is set up to do that it's set up so that you feel like you don't know what you're doing and you feel that you need to outsource it and that's how people take advantage of you so learn where your money's going learn what you're doing with your money learn about your interest rates like it sounds so fucking boring, but once you realise how badly the banks are screwing you, you mm. will not let it fly. Yeah. And I also had this thing where I have cognitive dissonance. Like if I don't look at my bank account, oh. then it doesn't exist, right? I um, <laughs> No, look mm. at it. You have to look at it. Just get over <laughs> it. Promise yourself today that you're going to go and have a look at your bank account and look at your balance. I, and I always used to do the thing where you go to the supermarket and you go to buy something and you would say to the <laughs> the checkout person, oh, I might have to transfer money over. But it was actually like, I don't know if I've got enough money yeah. in my account. But like, I'm just, we'll just see. No, yeah. you just look in your account. Just because you're not looking at it doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, my biggest advice is read The Barefoot Investor. I wish I'd read it earlier. My plan this year was to get my finances under control and I was in the middle of doing it, unfortunately. COVID has sort of messed it up. But even though I'd only been using The Barefoot Investor for two months, I at least had some savings that managed to help us through this crisis, which I never would have had before and I would have just wasted it on God knows what, just rubbish. So yeah, Mm. learn how to take care of your finances. I have here as a point, invest in experiences and not things, right? I know that this seems a little bit contradictory because, for example, one of my friends, her trip overseas, her amazing trip, she had to have a credit card to be able to do that. So I understand that, but whatever, balance it up. I personally think when you look back at your 20s, the things that bring you great, great joy are the time spent. And I know that's probably going to be throughout all of your life. Mm -hmm. I think that that can go for any time. But I think in your 20s, you really are still caught in that trap of fashion and what's on trend and needing the latest gadget and the latest iPhone. And that's all fucking expensive, one. Mm -hmm. But two, it just isn't really what brings happiness. Yeah. And as well, for me, I wish I'd learned this earlier, but just don't stop buying shit quality clothes and shit quality things, but specifically clothes. You know, if you're going to buy a coat, spend the money and get a good one that's going to last you. I know this sounds so stupid, but I've only just learned this, that just because a shirt is $10, don't buy it. Like it just because yeah. it's just going to turn to shit anyway. Yeah. Like invest. If you're going to spend money on clothes, buy good quality shit, buy ethically sourced stuff. Stop just buying this fast fashion bullshit because it's just pointless yeah totally and it's it's, there's so many reasons why you shouldn't do it but honestly it's just such a waste of your time and your money I think also god again I sound like so old but like the joy of op shopping is still so Mm. underappreciated the joy of getting something sent to you in a little parcel you know that joy of like Mm. yay it came is tenfold when you go op shopping because you feel also not as much guilt about it. You don't feel as consumerist mm. and you get it usually for cheaper. Yeah. You know it's lasted if it's still going. I like, mean, that's the thing. If I could go back in time and learn how to sew when I was younger because yeah. I want to learn it now, but if I could thrift shop clothes because I actually don't know how to, to buy vintage clothes. I've never been good at it. Some people can go into a store and find amazing things. I do not have that gift. But if I could just upcycle clothes, oh, 
I wish I had been doing that my entire 20s. But again, that's like an experience too. You know how I was saying you're mm. investing in experiences, not things. Well, op shopping or uh, for me, like craft. I really love craft and I love getting a maybe fugly pair of sunglasses and then like putting jewels and stuff on that actually is the experience as well as being able to get the actual item out of it it's also the experience and you it's a little bit Marie Kondo if you're putting the time into something then the value is increasing it's not necessarily about the actual dollar amount it's about putting the time into it and realizing the effort that it took to make it or find it or anything if you do that then you'll have an appreciation for the things that you have a lot more it's definitely about quality not quantity and I do think that when it comes to money uh, it's okay to spend a lot of money um, if you're investing in things that you love or following a passion so for example Obviously, we've been podcasting for a really long time and all that time I didn't have a laptop and Mm. just to put the money down and just buy it has made my life so much better and it makes me actually able to do what I love and what my job is. So, yeah, if you are like, I don't know, into DJing, just spend the money and get the mix. Those are investments into your future. Yeah, as well. But Mm. it's okay to spend that money. If you're going to be spending money, like invest in what you actually want. If you want to be doing a YouTube channel, then spend the money to get the light light. and the good camera. That's totally okay. That's what you should be spending your money on. Also, it's tax deductible. Uh, Next one I've put down is for health. Again, it sounds like we're two old maids, but please don't torture your body. It may feel like you can eat what you want and smoke as many ciggies as you want and live off as little sleep, but uh, got news. Old habits die young and it does catch up with you. (laughs) Absolutely. I can't – there is so much that I wish I had just done in my 20s, like hydration. Oh, Just how dehydrated my body has been over the past 10 years is actually almost criminal. Yeah. And I've only just sort of figured out – how much water helps you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the other day I was really tired on my 30th birthday because I stayed up the night before playing this stupid game, which has actually started taking over my life and I need to try and quit it. It's You know what? I'm not even going to mention the game because actually it has become a problem and I don't want anyone else to get stuck <laughs> on this game. But, yeah, it's really actually causing me – it's causing me anxiety as well because I start playing it and I think, no, just just one more round, just one more round. And then the next thing I know, it's like the middle of the night and I'm wide awake. Yeah. I just can't stop. Anyway, so I, I think everyone up. has had those moments. So whether it's not scrolling social media or it's going down rabbit holes, my thing is I'll read a story, but it'll mention another story. And so I go and have to investigate that story. And then before I know it, I'm like reading something about some era of, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's, I completely relate. But yeah, so I was so tired and obviously I had my party that day and what I would maybe normally have done is say, oh, just grab a Red Bull or something and like push through. But no, I had a nap and drank two litres of water and, oh, God, cured me. So, yeah, yeah just it's hydration just sensible. <laughs> and, and the thing is about it is in the moment, especially when you're young, in your 20s, you can actually do those things and function. That's not what we're saying. Your fitness is so easily maintained and you can bounce back from chain smoking ciggies. All that is totally fine. I'm not saying that you can't do that. Yeah. But what happens is they do become habits. And you think that they don't. Mm-hmm. You think, okay, this is like a one-off or whatever. Or I only do it when I socialize. Or I only do it on the weekend or whatever. Everything adds up. That lack of sleep, it 
it becomes hard to train your body to do otherwise. This is the thing. In your 20s, this is when you're sowing the seeds. Yeah. And when you're older, that's what you'll be reaping. So, and you have yeah. to, well, essentially you have to start disciplining yourself in a way that, you know, your parents unfortunately <laughs> did to you through your teens. And you're like, I can't wait to be a grown up because mm. I can't wait to just do whatever I want. And I can go down to the supermarket and buy chocolate and I can stay up all night and watch whatever I want. And that's like, fine, do it. It's definitely a rite of passage. However... There does come a point where you have to discipline yourself. Yeah. So my advice when it comes to taking care of yourself, do go to the doctor, go to the dentist, floss your teeth, stay hydrated and wear sunscreen. Those are my tips. Okay. I know it sounds so simple, but it's taken me a really long time. It's taken me so long to get to the point of taking care of myself that it's actually embarrassing. Yeah. Like, look at me. I've I've got a myriad of health issues and- Who's to say if I didn't take care of myself better that maybe I wouldn't have got myself in this position. So I don't know if that's the case, but I found, for example, it took me 10 years to figure out how to actually go to sleep at night. (laughs) Yeah. If I had just Mm. bothered to go to the doctor earlier and actually get (laughs) onto it, I would have had a lot more sleep. Oh God. The the actual catch 22 for me was I had three kids that liked sleeping. And all these other parents would be complaining. My kid doesn't sleep. It stays up all night. Ah, my God, I'm so tired. I've got to go to sleep school. And I'm like, I have to go to sleep school. (laughs) Me, the individual. My kid's perfect. They sleep in. I just can't go to sleep. I know your 20s is weird because you've lived your life up to that point thinking you know what you're doing. And then when you're actually responsible for looking after yourself, you forget how to do the simplest things. How to sleep. How to drink water. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. Okay, let's move on to careers and education. Education. So I think that this might be my biggest point. Mm -hmm. Like for me, my biggest – Yeah, for me personally, the biggest takeaway from my 20s is that in your 20s, it is the decade that you will find out that everything you learnt was either wrong or completely useless when applied to your life. Ridiculous. Uh, So the 20s was like a huge, how do I put this? It's the school of life. Mm. It's when you learn about racism, how to pay tax and all of that sort of stuff. And it's really embarrassing. The (laughs) 20s is really embarrassing when, you know, you start off and you're like, I don't know what third wave feminism is or whatever. And, And you're saying things like, I just believe in equality. I don't, I'm not a feminist. I'm an mm. equalist and all this sort of stuff. You just have no fucking Cringe, idea. Yeah. And you're like, what's wrong with Australia Day? Shouldn't we all be united? One, those are all the things that you got taught and you thought that that was the world, right? Mm. You thought that the world worked that way and you thought you knew the world, but then you find out that that is all bullshit and like your school life has been whitewashed and the world is so fucking complex and You've got privilege. That's a really big life lesson, like learning that you've got privilege and stuff. But also there's heaps of stuff you learn at school that is taking up space in your brain and it, it will disappear. The amount of hours I spend in physics in year fucking 12, I have none of it. None of it. Well, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the thing is when I got through my 20s and you have these sort of epiphany moments and you think did I have cotton wool just sewn onto my eyes like how Mm. did I not how was I so blinded to the injustices of the world and the injustices that are happening to me and yeah Yeah. well I think that the biggest thing to get through that period is that humility is key 
Mm-hmm. The sentence, I'm sorry, I don't know that, but I'm going to look into it and I'm going to get back to you, is underutilised. We need to appreciate that it's cool to keep learning, that you don't have to be a know-it-all. It, we are always expected to know everything and you just don't. You're not fucking Google. Okay, so you need to approach everything with an open mind and be ready to update the truths that you once thought that you knew. And I think as well in your 20s you sort of learn probably empathy a bit more oh. because you you start talking to other people and seeing things from their point of view and it is uncomfortable at first because you are so used to having things your way and seeing the world through your eyes and having to actually take a step back and consider that there's other people in the world, shock horror, uh, that is hard and it is uncomfortable at first, but once you get over that bound, oh, you've got a lot to learn. And It's that little um, space where you feel uncomfortable is actually where you learn the most. And so you just need to embrace that. Poetic. Oh, stop it. No, that wasn't me being sarcastic. (laughs) That was me being being serious. (laughs) Okay, next point for me, I reckon forget what people say about top careers and like the best jobs. And at school, there was the traditional jobs that you should be going for if you think that you're going to be like a successful person in life, like a doctor, a lawyer. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, it's always doctor and lawyer. That, it is. That's I always mean, the top two. <laughs> yeah. And then the ones that people are like, oh, those are commendable jobs is like a nurse or a teacher because you're so selfless giving so much of other yeah. people yourself. Please understand that literally every single job can be made into something special if you have the love for it. And I know that's such a wanky thing to say and I'm sure there are many people out there trying to do the thing they love and hustling and it just isn't working for them. I understand that. But – Every single job type has someone at the top of their game. So I'm just getting into dog grooming, right? And there is a famous dog groomer. There are champion dog groomers. It's so silly. But if I was at school, that was never going to be something that anyone was going to drive me towards. But there are. And the people that are like, I know this is so crap and capitalist, but you've got to capitalise on the thing that you love. Because without loving it, it's going to be so fucking hard. Sorry. I just have to laugh because we have not capitalised on this podcast. No, we haven't at all. (laughs) We sit here. (laughs) Capitalise on what you're good at. We do this for free. (laughs) It's so true. I mean, it's the biggest hypocrite. I'm trying to tell myself that too. But like, okay, there's professional gamers, right? Yes. There are people that have... Okay, Etsy accounts for their knitting. Like they they wouldn't have been at school and been like talking to their teacher and the teacher be like, oh yeah, definitely I think you should be knitting. Like unfortunately society tells you to be one thing but you, yeah. Yes, but at the same time I feel that we now are in this society where we really revere these jobs of people that, you know, are this person's an influencer and they get paid just to be on Instagram all day and – people then look at their lives that they're crummy because they have a traditional job. And that's not the case either. I don't want people to feel bummed out because they don't have those jobs. Uh, No. Yeah. That's not it at all. The point is that you're doing something that you love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just saying that I know that people sort of feel that. And also that they're chumps in a way. Sometimes people are like, oh, well, you know, this person makes this much. Or there is this kid on YouTube and he makes $3 million a year because he's reviewing toys, right? And then we feel stupid because we're not doing that. But no, 
you're not not everyone's going to have to have these new wave jobs either. Well, that's exactly right. I'm uh, and there there is a problem right now in 2020 with like fuck, look at governments and stuff not respecting people that are doctors and things. Hello, Trump like talking about injecting Let's disinfectant not, yeah. right like Ugh. maybe we sh- like we should all be listening to the professionals and they're still very fucking admirable admir- admirable i can't say it admirable jobs did i do it, do it? Was it? Was it? yeah that was yeah, yeah. that was lovely um <laughs> but my point is that if your love is a niche if your love is like there's a person that is online making jackets out of tinsel. That's her job. That's okay too. You shouldn't worry that the... the, I just know a lot of people that went off to university, hello, myself, into a career because that's what they thought they had to do. Mm. And that's not what you have to do. You have to go and do something that you actually like. And it's such a bloody cliche, but it makes everything so much easier. And you can still... If money is your issue, for me it's not. (laughs) But like if money... I mean, no, obviously it, my, everyone needs money to d- survive in a capitalist society. But yeah. if money is – like you just want money, right? But your aim is just to make as much money as you can. You're probably going to be less successful at that if you're just doing a generally well-paid job like, say, doctor, whatever, than doing something that you actually love and you're good at and you can put in like extra time and mm-hmm. find your niche. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, That's what I, I agree. Think. I think, you know, if it's making you so unhappy – living the life that you're doing or you're just doing a dead-end job that you don't like, then look for something else. Even if it's not a different job, Mm. look for a passion that you can pursue in your spare time that could maybe one day become something that you move into career to. But don't just think this is it because I feel like this happens in your 20s where you get halfway through, you're 25 and you're like, well, this is just it now, is it? This is it until I retire. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, no. And the next point is aim for good but not perfect. Yeah. Just do it. Just start it. Just start it. We have this problem, I feel, where we see someone already doing something that we want to do and we think, well, I'm never going to get there so I'm not going to start. Like, why bother? Yeah. No, you've got to make that start. Yeah. You just have to push yourself. There's also so many distractions, parties, like pretty much every weekend Mm -hmm. and you don't have your parents and your teachers behind you pushing you giving Mm -hmm. you discipline all that stuff you have to do it yourself just make a start just do it do it right now and everyone started from somewhere Mm -hmm. everyone started from nothing I mean like Kylie Jenner is a self-made billionaire but you know she was a part of like you know I thought you were gonna say we were all an egg and a sperm a twinkle in our parents I I try (laughs) to not focus on the time that I was a sperm you know I try not to focus on that time of my life actually Uh, but the thing is I guess make that start because and, and even you know before how we said oh you know start you know buy the laptop or buy the the camera if you want to do that Start without it though. You'll get there mm-hmm. one day. Every podcast, every YouTube channel, everything starts with one really pretty subpar start. Okay, yeah, like exactly. it's not going to be perfect to start with, and you learn along Absolutely. the way. Absolutely, you might not have a logo. You might not. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Just make a start. Make best of what you've got at the moment. Yeah. And you also don't have to succeed straight away. Mm-hmm. So the other point I actually wrote down was embrace failure because, you know, name a successful or happy person that hasn't failed because they're just like, they honestly aren't any. Like we said in the alcohol series, 
if you fail, just it's not necessarily fail, it's a data point, right? It's a point, it's a lesson learned. Don't dwell on it. Failure means like you are actually doing something. You're taking risks, you're making hard decisions and you're getting closer to success. Yeah, it took me a long time to realise that you're not going to be great at everything straight away. And that's hard because, you know, I grew up being pretty good at most things. But mm. And then sometimes if I didn't take to something straight away, I would just give up on it completely. Mm. I have this problem with my kids. Like Maliki has the mindset he either has to be the best or he's not even going to try. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating. We have to constantly tell him that failure is okay. I don't know. I don't know why there's such a stigma around it. It's all right. And the way that you would treat someone if they slipped up or they didn't do very well, like, God, treat yourself that way. Be a little bit more empathetic towards yourself. You're giving it a shot. You would never, ever, like if your friend failed a university semester, you wouldn't be like, oh, God, you're so hopeless. Like, bloody hell. Talk to yourself nicely and just realise that life is like a lesson. But there's there's so many things like, for example, pole dancing. I remember on the day that we went for your party and I saw the girls pole dancing. I was like, oh, I really want to do that, but I'll never be that good. Mm. So just who cares? Yeah, like actually just start though Mm. because now obviously I'm still not that good, but it takes time. You've got to commit to it. And we whipped it out at a party, obviously before isolation. We whipped it out at a party and the people at the party were like, get out. You guys are so good. Everything is relative, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. Like we think we're not because we pole dance with champion pole dancers. Yeah. But normal people think that we are <laughs> like hella good. Yeah, so, yeah. so show off to the people that. when you're around someone that doesn't know any better really show off because the confidence you'll get from that let me tell you yeah exactly um okay (laughs) but in saying all of this right so we're saying like embrace failure and just make a start also realize that your dreams will require sacrifice oh big time yeah I think that when I was little I was like oh, why didn't my parents just make me a child actor? My life would be so much easier. It's mm. all their fault. Because as you know, all child actors grow up to be very successful. You don't realise that when you're a child. Amanda Bynes, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, they've yeah. all had very normal <laughs> transitions into adulthood, didn't they? Actually, yeah, it's nothing's handed to you. No. Like nothing at all is handed to you. You're not just going to, I don't know, Live your life on Instagram and just, oh, God, you're such an interesting person. Everyone's going to like want to follow you and then you're going to be rich. That fucking doesn't happen. No. <laughs> you have to hustle. You have to like, I know. I don't, I don't put think people realise how much work goes into that life what? of being an Instagram influencer. Oh, God, I, no. I, I, that's why mine's sucking and slowly dwindling in numbers. I just can't. I don't I know why can't. people think that – I don't I know it seems like they do nothing maybe and I know it seems like everything's handed to them but behind the scenes the amount of work and also just I hate to say this the amount of kiss assing that goes into it That's, is honestly I think degrading. why you and me <laughs> cannot get anywhere with it I can't it's degrading it's degrading it? yeah it is like you've got to I suppose this is the 20s so you've got to like draw your boundaries and like we mm. just didn't want to do that we didn't want to like do little campaigns follow whatever and buy follow oh, it's not anyway, even that it's, it's all just a big 
There's a lot going on behind the curtain well, and it's there's not There's so pretty. much networking in your yeah, 20s. That's it. Yeah. It's like that and that's where you got to figure it out for yourself. I mean, mm. that's not every job, isn't it? It is absolutely every job. I have a friend that's like in medicine and she's like it is so much harder for as she was saying like female surgeons because like nearly everything is run by men and it's like a men's club mm-hmm. and like if we complain about the way they talk to us then it's like really hard. You know, unfortunately a lot of life is uncomfortable networking. It's not to say you're not going to achieve it, but you've just got to, yeah, mm-hmm. dream big but work fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> and and also realise that you're going to be lonely a lot of the time. Like, for example, my friend who actually did go and do medicine, well, the sacrifice then that she had to make was saying no to all of the parties. Mm-hmm. You know, the sacrifice that Liam made to being an AFL player was pretty much never ever going to a wedding unless it was a footballers because then they always put it their wedding on the date that they had the yeah. holidays but it's all to weigh it up if you would much rather live your life and ha- have those memories that might be more important to you but there are sacrifices and sometimes you might be quite lonely and also I mean I, I hate to say it because it's so cliche but the grass isn't Always greener, greener on the no. other side. Isn't that funny? That's, it's funny how you really do spend a lot of time sometimes uh, just looking at people and thinking how easy they must have it. But you really just – you just don't fucking know, no. honestly. And that that, to, mm. that took me a long time to realise that you just never know what's going on behind closed doors. You yeah. just you, – you never fucking people know. People say it all the time but you just – you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like look how good they've got it. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know. You have no idea. If you don't make choices for yourself, life will end up making the choices for you. Yep. Don't be indecisive or embarrassed. If you aren't sure what job you want and hold off, you'll end up needing money and having to say yes to the first job that will have you. (laughs) If you don't go meet that person for a date, they find someone else and you miss the boat. (laughs) Sorry, this is my point that you're reading. Don't you reckon? Like you, you got to make your own choice. Like this follows on from like (laughs) fucking do it. Make a start. No, absolutely. Truly make a start. Yeah. Because otherwise if you don't and you're like, oh, so indecisive. Should I, shouldn't I, should I go this way? Should I do that? Well, guess what? Life actually makes the decision for you. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. But I mean the date thing. Yeah. Even. You you don't have to go on a date with everyone. No, you don't. here's another thing that I will just say. Don't be quick to swipe left on people because you don't always know. It's like sometimes you go on a date with someone and actually be quite pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you right. know, I wouldn't know. I think challenge your, your your standards, no? You know how sometimes... Challenge your ideals? Yeah, sometimes when someone says, you know, I'll say, no, I don't like that, I don't eat that. And then someone says, oh, but just try it this way. And then you eat it and you're like, oh, that's actually quite nice. Oh, you gosh. know, there are so many of those in your 20s. So like, many. But the same thing goes yeah. for men. Oh, yeah. And actually for, for a lot of things. But, yeah, for men. Well, actually, at the start of my 20s, I really liked a naughty boy. I really loved a naughty boy. And then I got myself <laughs> yeah. the goodest boy. He's like a puppy dog. He's a good boy. Yeah. He's such a good boy. I do like a, a bad boy. I thought I married a bad boy. Turns out he's... A nice boy. <laughs> so I was really sold wrong there. But, yeah, sometimes it's just good to question what you actually think you like. Yeah, I agree with that. Try different things. Well, I had a point, don't be afraid to change directions. You know, diff- a different thing might actually be for you. Mm-hmm. 
Again, going back to that humility, it's okay to change directions. There is no one direction because the band broke up. But again, there's no (laughs) one direction in real life. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So under my other category, because we're wrapping it up now, I've got two points. Have you got any other points? Okay, my other point was don't paint your toenails all the time. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Okay. Because I always painted my toenails because they looked bad but the thing is if you don't paint them they actually will just be really good on their own yeah my nails always would get really like chalky same for my fingernails but if you actually just leave them be and they are bare they'll actually just Mm. become healthier and look fine on their own yeah that's that I wish I knew that when I was 20 yeah yeah I think that's like a lot of stuff though there's so many people that will get extensions put in their hair and they go fucking bald in spots and stuff like sometimes if you leave things alone actually it's better (sighs) same for lash extensions man lash extensions they'll leave you it's a sick cycle so same with like acrylic nails you get acrylic nails and then you get them taken off and your nails look really bad so you get them put back on. But the thing is having them on is what's making them look bad. So if you just don't put them on, your yeah. nails will be fine on their own. Yeah. Yes. My nails are just completely wrecked from eczema. All my nail yeah. beds are, you know that. But so. you do have lovely lashes because you haven't had false mm. lash extensions. Yeah, so there you true. go. I mean, there's oh, – And nice. also another thing, and this is just a personal thing, but find a natural-looking spray tan. <laughs> If yeah. it's five yeah. shades darker than what you would look like with a tan, I kind of do love looking dark. back on the photos. Though. Oh, yeah. there are also like imp- there is a little part of me that's like embrace the era, whatever you're living in. Like yeah. even though I don't want you to buy the fast fashion because it is going to go out of fashion. Yeah, there are some things that like you know if what? at okay. the time it was really cool to pluck your eyebrows really really thin, fucking do it. But Just what get on board because your photos are so fun to look. So back the time on. now though. What it's will that be defined? Eyebrows. No, not just brows, but what would the time be defined now? Like wearing luxe tracksuits? Like what? Yes. Is, but 100%. And fake lashes and fake lips. That's what this and era also, will be defined by. And also I think definitely like that blow wave. What's that? Like the the loose wave hair that fucking everyone has. What's that? Wavy hair? No, it's like big sort of a blowout a bl- I think so I don't know I like don't mermaid do hair is that what you're referring to no wait pause the podcast because I need to know what it is <laughs> a blowout is like that Kate, what is it called Kate Middleton hair yeah okay so so like that first you know, of all everyone never... goes to like that Joey Scanduzo or whatever what is that whatever is it? it's like the fancy place in Melbourne where everyone goes and gets hair like okay well I all don't. the rich people <laughs> get their hair done there and they like have that like hair. Okay, so first of all, we never speak ill of a blowout because it's my favourite hair. I didn't say that. <laughs> I said embrace whatever is in the time. Yeah. I think that that is very of our time. Do you not? I do think that everyone – I mean, I don't know if the the fake lashes and lip injections thing is going to last for yeah. longer than this era, but that this will be what defines our era for sure. A hundred percent. Big time. So my point for under the column of – other. Other. Yeah. It is a rite of passage to adopt your first pet in your 20s. Your own okay, pet. Not so, the family uh, pet. Okay, your wait. pet. Because I've got news for you. You know, like when you grew up and you're like, this is my dog. This is my like heart dog. This is my dog. Guess what? It was always your mum's dog. Yeah. I just want to let you know. My kids think that those dogs are theirs. They are not. <laughs> they are absolutely not. They are my dog. Okay. okay? So you're a bit <laughs> different. I think... 
most people would say this is the family dog, but you're like, no, they're mine. Oh, no, I'll say it's family dog. It's not. No, Bianca, <laughs> it actually doesn't work like that. Yeah. They think all mothers say family dog. It's actually not. And Maliki knows this, I reckon, subliminally. Because, well, I mean, sorry, unconsciously, because he calls Tofu his brother. If he was his dog, it wouldn't be his brother. His like baby. he knows yeah, that he that knows. dog is my son. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's mine. Palmer thinks that the pets are his. <laughs> and I'm like, they're not, they've got nothing to do. They want nothing to do with you. Who do they come to first thing in the morning, Palmer? Who do they come to when we walk through the door? Me. Well, as someone whose parents are separating... Mum's getting the cat and the dog. I, I'm just telling you. No. Like, I know you don't I, – I know that this is very much news to all of you and it's really upsetting to hear, but actually <laughs> your dog that you grew up with was your mum's dog. Do you know, though, when I was a kid and I remember saying we want to get a dog and my mum was like, you're not going to look after it? Absolutely mm. not, right? Yeah. And you're like, no, mum, we will. We'll look after it. I promise mm-hmm. we'll look after it. And then you get the dog and then your mum – I mean, yeah, she was right. She's the one that looks after <laughs> it. And – I now think I t- I am so on the parent side for telling the kids no because you know you're going to end up looking after it. Look, my kids have to tell me no, but uh, so I can't relate. <laughs> yeah, no, you're completely different. My kids are like, uh, Mum, look, I don't really think that you have the time for another litter of kittens. And remember us. that time that you were going to adopt that Chinese crested that was really old and he was sick and he needed a ramp to get around yeah. right and he and was you completely were, incontinent and you were gonna get this dog I was gonna start and building gonna, the, I <laughs> nearly started I fucking got onto the dude that was gonna build me like all these ramps so, for his wheelchair and shit and I am like supporting this decision 100% and you're not telling Liam because you knew that Liam was gonna say no and then when Liam found out he went he lost it and was like absolutely not and then it sort of just became so clear to us like what were we ever like why did we ever think that was a good idea yeah I still feel really really bad about I mean, that I, dog I think I about, think that, about dog that dog all the time because I'm like they were like saying it was in foster care for like two years or something and I'm no. like oh my god and it was really old but yeah my husband did remind me that he had a brain injury yeah and that he just couldn't cope so yeah look uh, and that yeah. you already had you know I mean amount of animals y- yeah, yeah 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 and and you know what and as well you need to stop getting litters of kittens because you are I taking them on getting a kitten yeah and I mean don't get me wrong I love the kittens but at the same time I don't have as much space I need yeah. you know I should I should I mean I should I should say no but yeah I will take another one I mean you should have learned that in your 20s Bianca to say no but yes it is a rite of passage to adopt your own pet in your mm-hmm. 20s it's actually I know initially you're gonna think no, oh God, this is not very good for me. I shouldn't have responsibilities because we were just talking about dependence, right? <laughs> yeah. And you don't want dependence. But actually, it's going to help you maintain a schedule. You can't go on three-day benders if no. you've got a dog or something waiting for you. Mm-hmm. You're forced to go for walks. You're forced to go to the supermarket because you need food. Yeah. Like, it actually well, kind of helps you. I guess as well, though, on the other side of that coin... I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I hate when people say that. But at the same time, think really hard before you do get a pet. Oh, it's – oh, sorry. It's definitely not an impulse buy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. that's But that's advice for everyone. Don't be getting a pet thinking it's going to be fun as a little accessory for a day or two. No. No. You make that commitment for life and you don't yes. give up on that pet. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. All that's right. Good. I think we've nailed that one. Last point, guys. The last point. It's a really oh, big one, right? Yeah, big one. 
all fun doesn't end in your 30s. Oh, that's for sure. I mean, I'm only four days in, but. (laughs) You've had heaps of fun. You know, your ISO party. That was good. That was a good. I mean, it was like the least raging of, like, compared (laughs) to all your 20s. But uh, I think that when you're living through your 20s, you see your 30s as a finishing point. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to get across the line and then that's when the end comes and all fun is over and you sort of like pack down the stage, the lighting turns off, the last band call. leaves, last call on <laughs> drinks and like it's all over, right? Yeah. It's not fucking true. No. It is not true. You keep that music going, please. Yeah. I've got more people coming. Yeah, no, I agree. I used to actually think the same way. I used to think, oh, you know, I better do it now. Better do it now while I'm still 20 and young enough to do it. No, what the <laughs> fuck? No, keep do. You can do anything in your 30s. Yeah. I actually kind of think though that 30s is the new cool time, isn't it? Sort yeah. of. Yeah. And you know what's cool is I think that my oh, whatever goalposts. That's not really the right thing. M- my markers on my life keep shifting. I'm like. The 30s are so cool and I bet when I get to my 40s I'll be like, my 40s are so cool. Oh, my mum loved her 40s. I love my 30s in that, you know, I'm spending less time with fuckwits, more time with the people that I genuinely love. I have a better grasp on the world. I take better care of myself. I just, I go for things more. I actually, (laughs) I can cook. Yeah, I just, I honestly, I love my 30s. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm only a couple of days in, but yeah, I did used to have this mentality of 20s is for this and 30s is for this, but actually, no, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to a new era of, of myself where I'm more assured of myself. Like that's something that I've definitely learned in my 20s is don't be a pushover. Don't let people take from you, um, which is something that I've let, I've sort of, I wouldn't say let people walk all over me, but I do let people sort of sap the life out of me sometimes yeah. and I'm putting a stop to that and I'm really glad yeah and I look forward I to I call that. them happiness leeches so many fat suckling leeches attached to my body and happiness mm. that's that I'm putting a stop to that yeah and the great thing is is that when you get into your 30s I think you can really be more blunt with people and just say no nah, yeah. I'm uh I'm 30 now I've got I'm but looking after me. But you should Also because you've got more empathy, actually you can do it because if someone does it back to you, you've got more empathy for them too. So it's this awesome thing where there's more understanding between people. I don't know. I think it's I think it's really good. Oh, oh well, good. I mean, personally, I'm a, I'm a little bit ahead of you. I'm turning 31 next month. I know. We'll have to have an isolation party for you. <laughs> no. I just don't want to homeschool for the day. That would be really good. <laughs> I just want a day off from yep. homeschooling. Unfortunately, my birthday is on a Saturday. Oh, that's that great. No, it's not. Because I wanted it on a weekday so I didn't have to homeschool. Yeah, but that's fine. You just say for my birthday this year, I want the week I mean, off from homeschool. <laughs> okay. And then you get the whole week off from Saturday <laughs> through to Saturday. You get that time off. And then hopefully we all get let out before August because August is when Liam's birthday is. And I so don't you have don't to have return. to pay the favour. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. Hopefully. Like, look, here's hoping. Who knows when we'll be out of isolation. I have loved doing this topic. If you have any 
suggestions, any tips that you would give to your 20-year-old self or Mm. just 20-year-olds generally who probably don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. But if you need a place to put those ideas, (laughs) come over to our Facebook group. It is WW2BB Community Group. It's a closed Facebook group with one question. You've got to answer one question to get in. Some people have been been a little bit slack. They just been leaving us high and dry without answering the question. Look, I do let most of you through. It's just mostly that I You're slightly nicer than me. I let them sit there. Let them sweat. Yeah, and then I come through (laughs) and I'm like, fine. (laughs) They don't know what they're doing. So Annie's been up. She's almost 31, so she's got more empathy than I do. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's more empathetic than I am. I'll get there by this time next year. But yeah, come and join our Facebook group and tell us what you would say to your 20-year-old self or yourself in your 20s. 20-year-olds. All right. To 20-year-olds. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy isolation and we will be back next week. Well, we'll be back before then with some mini episodes. Mini episodes. Yeah. 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 They've been going good. This was not a mini episode. Oh, this is a mega episode. This is huge. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.